0: Welcome to the Unfiltered with Cara podcast. I created this podcast for one reason and one reason only. I want to help you live your best life while you journey out here as a human for an average of 28,000 days. Tune in for conversations, inspiration, tips and tricks for freeing yourself from the bullshit that weighs you down so you can create a full and happy life, a life that is worthy of you. Hey, 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 guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Unfiltered with Kara podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'm excited that you decided to tune in and listen today. So I have a treat for you today, okay? This week's episode, I have Miss Rochelle Gaper on the show unfiltered with cara podcast and rochelle is a powerhouse of a woman um she is an attorney She is a happiness coach and entrepreneur, known for bringing her charismatic personality and sheer joy for living to every experience and individual she encounters. Rochelle has mastered the art of living life fully and passionately. The release of her amazing best-selling book, One Happy Thought at a Time, 30 Days to a Happier You, cements her lifelong practice of adding more happiness to this world by empowering others, with science-based tools and techniques that help them lead happier, more fulfilling lives. Rochelle believes in living a life that is engaging at every level and utilizes practical techniques to teach audiences her unique approach to living a happy life. Rochelle describes herself as an attorney by trade and a happiness coach by heart. She has earned a bachelor's degree in psychology from Tennessee State University, graduating summa cum laude, and she graduated with a Juris Doctor from the University of Miami School of Law in 2005. In 2018, she earned a positive psychology specialization certification through the University of Pennsylvania and is a 2019 recipient of the Florida Bar Young Lawyers Division. Michael K. Reese Quality of Life Award. Listen, no. this chick is badass. I'm talking pure badassness. This interview is going to change your life. I'm telling you, the amount of juice you're going to get from listening to this interview. Let me not spoil it. Let me not say too much. Stay. Through the end, and I mean, you're going to want to stay through the end because this thing is just bomb. I so enjoyed interviewing Rochelle. I enjoyed our conversation, and there's, you know, you, you talk to people, and you know, it's, you can have great conversations, but there's something when that energy takes over, and so that's what you're going to get. Enjoy, and please make sure you leave us comments, feedbacks, uh, just so we know, you know, what what is it about this that resonated with you? Take a listen. Welcome, 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 Michelle Gapare to the Unfiltered with Cara podcast. So excited to have you, Miss Happiness Coach. Um, I am so excited to share you with our um, listeners. I've been following you. You kind of came under my radar through my friend, Tanya. She was telling me, listen, this woman, she's fab. She reminds me of you, her energy, blah, blah, blah. You guys need to connect. We spoke over the summer last summer and we connected. Um, I know I slid into your DM and we kind of did that. (laughs) And then here we are, um, you know, the the whole idea of these platforms that I've created between um, Unfiltered and, and the Laptop Lifestyle Lawyer and all that is really about, you know, creating your best life. You know, we're only here for but so long. We're not getting out of here alive. Right. And so it's like, you know, one day you're going to stop breathing. So happiness is where it's at. So talk to me about you. Tell us about your journey to now becoming the happiness coach. I'm sure there was a lot of, uh, you know, there was a, there's a journey behind all of that to lead to how important happiness is. You had to have gone through some things. Right. And so give us all of it.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, so you said something, you know, that just resonates with us all. We only have a limited number of days on this earth, and so it is your duty to maximize each day to the fullest because we don't know when the last day will be. Like I'm here engaging with you right now, but I don't know if I'm going to live to see tomorrow, and so that's pretty much how I've lived my life for a long time. My dad, um, I didn't realize until maybe a couple months ago that my dad died at 41. So meaning I knew he died when I was really young, but I don't think I put it in perspective until I turned 40 this year. And then I thought, whoa, if I were to die at 41, I'd literally have one more year of life on this earth but i also know that my dad died very young and so because of that i've always lived my life very intentionally very and so to be to be totally candid i've always been a very optimistic person always glasses full glasses refillable you know everything happens for a reason i've always had that mindset and so 2000 i believe 15. I started feeling a little bit uncomfortable about where I was in life. As an attorney at that time, I'd been practicing 10 years. And I remember my first semester of law school, I pretty much knew law was not my passion. It just was not. And I started it, so I had to finish. But there always was a side hustle at an event marketing company called Social Esquire. I always filled my life with other things that could bring me joy. And so when Social Esquire it was three of us, um, me and um two business partners, both of them they had children, got married, and they just started transitioning to different stages of their lives. Um, you know, that whole outlet was kind of removed from me. So I started feeling the itch of okay, what's next, what's next, what's next? And You know, I like to say to people that sometimes when you start asking God or the universe for that answer, like, Lord, what next? You don't expect that your whole life is going to come crumbling down in order for you to finally figure out, okay, what's next? Yeah. And so I had gone through a season of just really pressing in every day, asking God, there has to be a bigger purpose for me on this earth. There has to be. And at that time, I was in a long-term relationship. With the man I thought I was going to get married to, we were together. By the time everything kind of just collapsed around me, we were together five years. And, you know, I had tied a lot of what I thought I was going to do next to his purpose and his passion, helping him build build a business. And for a while, that was great, but it still wasn't my thing. You know, like I just felt that gnawing sensation of road there is a bigger purpose for you long story short, the summer of 2016, we broke up. And in that period, I was 35 years old. And I remember for two months when I was in the throes of, should I move on? Or should I stay? I remember thinking, okay, but I'm 35. How, What's going to happen with my fertility? And oh my God, you know, will I ever get married? And I just had all these limiting beliefs for those two months. And it was crazy because I've never been that person. But that pressure of 35, you're a woman, what's going to happen next? It really was overwhelming me. And so I had to take a step back in that season. And I remember waking up in the morning and just not feeling sure about myself. And that was the first time I'd ever experienced that because I've always had a very strong conviction of who I am. And I would wake up and I'd say, okay, on a scale of one to 10, how happy are you today? And I, you know, I just roll over in the bed and say four, and then I'd wake up the next day, five, roll over again, four. And it was just constant. And I am like, how did I get here? How did this become my life? I've always been an eight to 10 person on the happiness scale. How did this happen? And I decided to start just implementing the things that made me happy again, brought me joy. And they were simple things. It was got to the library. I remember going to the library when I was a little girl with my mom on Saturdays and being able to pull out books. And it just really made me happy. And so I started going back to Miami Dade Library, walking up and down the aisles. I started going to the beach, making self-care a priority and really just focusing on me. And so I finally had the courage. I moved out, moved on with my life. And then, tada! Things started just unraveling, and so it wasn't just this immediate. Oh, I know what I'm gonna do next. But what I will say is that I became very vulnerable about where I was. You know, I, it's easy to feel like you should always have it together, especially as a lawyer who always um, finds solutions for our clients, and you know, people come to us for advice. And I had to be very vulnerable. And I remember I went to my my boss at the time and I asked her, I was like, Can I have a meeting with you? I really need to talk to you. And she said, Are you okay? And I said, No, I'm not. And you know, she was shocked because she knew me to be like a very upbeat, highly productive person. And I said to her, I'm not. I was like, for the first time in my life, I literally have no clue what I'm doing in my life. Like I'm just confused. I need a break. I need five weeks on paid leave. And she was looking at me like, girl, what is happening? I was like, I need- like crisis alert. <laughs> <laughs> and the way how I said it to her, I'm sure she realized like, either I give this girl the time off or she's going to leave anyway, right? right. <laughs> and so it's always good to have a compassionate and understanding work environment and boss and so i'm a huge advocate of creating safe spaces for employees to be able to express themselves and say it doesn't mean that you're going to go to work and just be talking about your business and your emotional meltdowns every day but if an employee feels safe to go to their employer and say hey i have been producing i've been an exceptional employee all this time However, now I've hit a bump in the road and I really just need some help or I need some time off. It's good to give them that space to feel safe to do it, right? And she created that environment for me. And so what happened from that point is I got the time off six weeks. I got seven weeks off. And I moved to Oxford for those seven weeks. So one of my best friends was a dean there. She's also a Rhodes road Scholar. I stayed with her. And during that time, I decided I was going to soul search. I was going to write. I was going to write a book. I was just going to do all the things that made me feel good, which was traveling, being curious, meeting new people. And what I, what I neglected to say is that in the season when I went through that breakup, people would see me and they almost had like an air of pity around it because they knew us as a couple in the community and they'd say, how are you doing? Are you okay? And I'm like, well, I mean, I'm sad about the breakup and I'm disappointed, but one area of my life being bad doesn't mean my entire life is bad. It's just one bad area. Is it bad, right?
0: Yeah. Is it? It's, it's just shifting, right? Is it really bad? So, I mean, there's so much that you're saying that I want to touch on, girl, because this is, you're giving us so much juice right
1: now. It's changing perspective. So As a result, as I kept saying that to them, you know, people are like, well, your perspective is refreshing. You should write a book. And I'm like, well, maybe I should write a book. And it was so crazy because I always knew I would write a book. I just didn't know what I was going to write the book about. Well, you
0: kept asking God what's next. He's trying to give you something to write about.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But guess what? He did, which is why I went to Oxford and I wrote the book. And I'm happy you said that because a lot of times we pray to God for direction and for him to order or steps. And then he gives us all the signs and then we don't act on the answers. So for all the people who said to me, write the book, those were my angels. They were the ones sent by God to reaffirm and to give me that message. But I chose to be obedient and honor the call by going to Oxford and actually being disciplined and doing the work. So now I have the book. It became an Amazon bestseller. And that's how my whole career as a happiness coach started from that closed door. I wrote the book and I really thought, okay, well, I'm writing a book for myself. It's a, you know, life goal. It's going to be very transformational for me in my healing process. I knew my mom would buy the book. I knew my aunt would buy the book. And a couple of my friends, Carol, the book has taken on a life of its own. And once I published it, people started reaching out to me like, hey, you know, we'd love you to come on the podcast and talk about happiness. And I got a certification while I was at Oxford. I did a, um, online certification through the University of Pennsylvania in positive psychology. I'm a psychology major. So, you know, like or my whole life just came together in a way that I wouldn't have necessarily wanted it to go in that direction. Meaning I remember being hurt and so disappointed and sad at the closed door, but I can look back on that season of my life now and I feel so grateful for it. And I'm able to really use my testimony to tell people that a lot of times we spend so much energy bemoaning and looking on the closed door that we don't even realize the huge humongous blessing awaiting us on the other side. And so that was 2017. And now we're in 2021. And when I tell you that my life has changed leaps and bounds, I still practice law, but I absolutely wake up every morning excited to share my little happiness gems. And, you know, what really resonates with me and it affirms that I am in purpose is all the people who will DM me and say, you know what? I don't know if you're spying on me or if you're reading my journal, but you put these messages and I feel like you're speaking directly to me. And so, well it's that, God
0: speaking to them through you. Yes.
1: Yeah, but God is using me. And Absolutely. so Absolutely,
0: you yeah. asked you though. And I asked. Like him. you said, be be careful what you ask for almost, yes. right? Yes. Because it's like when you ask God for something, listen, he he answers. when they tell you God you pray and he answers, that's like a like there's no nothing else is going to happen. He's going to answer. Yes. How he answers and whether you are ready for the answer, right? You were, you were, you embraced it. You may have not been ready for the answer, um, to come in the, in the package that it came in, but that that's how he moved through you to be able to get these messages out. You needed to go through that, to be able to be this voice out here. And so there's so much good that came out of your mouth. You have no idea. Like I'm sure, I'm sure you, you, you kind of are feeling it because when you're speaking, you do sound like there's something that's speaking through you. Um, and I know that feeling it's that, that anointing of like, you know, right. Yeah. So a lot of things you said, you know, your dad, we have something in common. Your dad passed at 41, mine passed at 42. Oh, wow. And so yeah. And so, very young and my sister's turning 42 on may 5th and so we had that conversation recently like Mm. holy cow how young she still feels and how young she is i mean forget how she is super young
1: yeah 40 is young if you're living till 90 years old that's 50 more years of life you know exactly
0: and so you know 28,000 days the content of my book which you know that had a lot to do with that about counting your days. And so fast forward to what you talked about, you know, so first let's talk about how important, right. Cherishing these moments are because, you know, I say it all the time. We're all here with one guarantee is that we are going to die. Yes. And we all came down here with our birth certificate in our back pocket. We just don't know what dates on it.
1: You're right, girl. Right. I love you that analogy. The, yeah.
0: Yeah. You don't know when the clock's going to stop. T- yeah. So, these goals, visions, that stuff that you got, you better get to it because who told you you got tomorrow? Like, exactly. who told you you had the luxury of not, you know, not chasing your goals and dreams, right? So, that's one of the, that's the first gem that came out, right? Another thing that you talked about is how important taking care of what brings you joy and happiness became to you basically participating in your own rescue. And it doesn't matter how high on top you can be. You can go from being really positive, good, all is well. And that shows you how vulnerable we are as people, right? Mm-hmm. You can be going on high. I said, never lose your humility because when, when you're up there, you don't know when that shift happens. Yes. And you to participate in your own rescue. You got to find, you gotta claw your way out
1: sometimes of this exactly. darkness, um, and you don't know what say. life circumstance may throw you for a loop. You know, truth exactly. is just something that is inevitable, and so it's building the emotional resiliency to deal with the different seasons of life. You know, not be, not believing that something bad can happen to you. I mean, why not you? Why no. not you? Why not me to go through a breakup at 35 years old? Why not me? You know, and that was one of the things I said to myself in that time because you know, I was so used to everything going my way five year plan, 10 year plan, 20 year plan. Everything had always gone perfectly scripted with my plans, and then until they didn't, and that was a hard part of acceptance. It was my ego, my ego,
0: and God laughs.
1: God was was up there looking at you like, oh, look at Rochelle. She's like, okay, (laughs) you better throw away those five year, 10 year, 20 year plans list. And I will say, I'm so happy he got me off of my plan because his plan is so much better. Do you feel your energy? Yes, his
0: plan is so much better. Right? You can only, your plan could only be built from your skewed, limited exposure of what's available in life. God has the whole, you know, gamut available to know what you you haven't even probably experienced or seen things that He has in store for you. I've only scratched your surface. You don't know what's even available. Amen. You don't know available so you you know the countries you will you will go to the people you will touch you know the the people you will interact with that will maybe even change the course of your life many many times over again you don't know and so so your message all in all um speaks to how important it is also to surrender
1: yes carol that was a huge lesson for me surrendering. And and I tell you, because I was so used to everything going my way, like, okay, I'm going to graduate college. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like, you know, everything was just like perfectly, just, it would always work out on my behalf. And I remember in the beginning of this whole life upheaval, you know, ultimately I said, you know what, God, I surrender your will not mine and oprah has this prayer which i started praying once i heard it because i used to be obsessed with oprah show and it's use me lord until he used me up and i just started saying that as i said it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense why would this happen now at 35 five years in i've invested so much time and energy here why 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 and that was a big part it was ego too thinking like how dare this happen to me but the moment i shifted and i said you know what Let me surrender, God. Have your way. And then I had complete peace about the whole thing. And so I just started just living in flow and in surrender. And I wake up every morning. I'm like, okay, Lord, order my steps. What would you have me do today? And that's it. Keep me in your will. Just keep me in Your will. As long as I'm in His will, the whole world could be crumbling around me. I'm like, well, that's fine. I'm, I'm just doing what God like, told me to do. This is supposed to happen. There's a reason. There's gonna, there's a connection here. There's, a, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and, it, and, and it doesn't mean it's easy. I don't want people to think I'm just here saying it's easy. Not. No, no, no. It is hard. There are days when I'm like, okay, this makes no sense. Still, I'm still trusting You, but this is crazy, you know. Yeah. And I'll keep it real now, because I know you got a plan. I
0: know you got a plan, and I'm, I'm holding on to this, but you better you better have one. <laughs> you you yes. I better not be wrong about this one because this is important. Yeah, yes. girl, trust listen, me. Listen, it, it it's all in having faith. Mm-hmm.
1: It's all
0: in believing um that. Everything is happening for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Every single thing. Life has never happened to you. It always has been mm-hmm. happening for you. Um, and the people who have been in your life, um, and I've had podcasts on this and I've had conversations, you know, they come for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Yes. And you gotta be okay with that because you know, part of the pain that you had with your ex is you thought this was a lifetime person, but he really was there for season. Right. And And reason and and reason. And, you know, that's another place where my story and yours um, collide because, you know, my divorce was at 36 and I had the perfect, I mean, if you look at her Facebook profile picture, girl, like you would have wanted to be me.
1: Yeah. It was relationship goals.
0: relationship goals right but it it wasn't the plan that this was going to go um forever and i think the the biggest part of the pain and i and tell me if that was your experience it wasn't so much the breakup with that person it was the breakup with the ideal of what was to be with that person the and
1: dreams
0: the, and the dreams and all of that and you know what it is ego because it's almost like there's a death of y- a part of you. In yes. Of who you knew yourself to be and who you were supposed to be. Right. And now here you are. That's the vulnerability you're talking about where it's like, wait a minute. I, I kind of got this one wrong.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. So because you created that story. Stories. So, how dare the story not align with how you created it? You and know, on
0: top of it, your personal life, because you're yes. getting all of this other stuff right. You're getting things right for clients, you're getting stuff right for other people. And then your personal life, like the one area that you were supposed to write <laughs> about. Right? What the hell? Like, God, you better have a plan. Yes.
1: I can't yes. even see the
0: same face in this. But again, I think that that's where. God, God kind of has to bring you to your knees.
1: Yes. But you know what, Cara, what I love about our conversation, because at the end of the day, I think so many women, and let's just say women, but even people are just stuck in situations, whether relationships, jobs, whatever, where they're so unhappy and they just don't have the courage to shake it up because they're holding on to the story or the image of what they believe it should be. As opposed to being very honest with themselves, I always say happiness lies in truth. You really have to get honest and ask yourself, how am I feeling? Girl, just gave me the title of our podcast.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. lies in truth. Yeah, you have say to be
1: Again, for the people in the Happiness that. lies in truth. <laughs> and you can live a life where you just continue lying to yourself, which is the worst person to lie to, and then lying to your family, lying to your friends putting on this facade of having it together and that you're feeling okay. But it doesn't matter. When you go to bed at night and put your head on the pillow, do you feel peace? And when you wake up in the morning, do you feel peace? Are you proud of the person who you are and the life that you're living? Because ultimately you should feel that way. And happiness to me is peace. Mine too. Girl, mine too. If you bring
0: anything but peace into my life listen i'm good it's been real
1: i will send you light but you better get the heck away from yeah. my space you cannot come in my no no no, no, no. not in
0: this vortex my friend this yeah. is priceless yes. it's precious i'm very defensive
1: yeah very you know, protective I'm, yeah very
0: protective and defensive me i'm telling you like literally i can get downright nasty like you got to get out of my space
1: yeah like, yeah
0: i'm not even trying i don't want your energy i don't want i don't want anything i don't even want yes. to you. Like, so peace of,
1: of mind is priceless like peace of mind is priceless because and it's so easy for people you to, to you of course
0: yeah because once you've had it and you've felt it and you've you realize that wait a minute, this is what everybody's really aspiring. Yeah, you know, even the people who are chasing, is chasing you know, riches, material riches, ultimately, is because you know, there is a, a piece that you think you can buy with it by yes. having those things or whatever. But ultimately, that feeling that when you sit with yourself and you're good, mm-hmm. like you, you know, that. Everything you said came from the truth of who you are. Yes. Authenticity. You can can trust everything that comes out of your mouth. You can trust all your actions because you know that nothing that's coming out of you is coming from anything, but like a divine space. Yes. yes. A a space of light. And, but to get to that space of light, to get to this happiness, like you said, there is truth that needs to be faced. And it's okay that you made decisions that brought you away from your truth. Yes. Because we all have.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But now it is your job to come back to it. Yeah,
1: because get that compass you, back on track. Yeah, yes,
0: because now that you are, especially if you're hearing this podcast, you can't unhear it, right? <laughs> <that's> so <laughs> of what I'm doing is I'm an ambassador of waking your ass up because, Good. listen, you are not getting out of here alive. I say it all the time. This is not a dress rehearsal. We are live, right? That and this is
1: so No do-overs.
0: That's it. And so every day that you spend... Not being in your truth is a day that you're not going to get back to live your life fully. And ultimately, like you said, it's ego because, you know, who said you had to get it a certain way Who yeah. said you have to get it where
1: you're right the first time
0: yeah you know, the, the, the three kids with the white picket fence and the dog and like who said that this was supposed to be who laid that standard yeah your life is yours to live however the hell you end up living it yes you don't have to be married by a certain age you don't have to have kids by a certain age you don't have to nothing exactly. you just gotta wake up and be freaking happy with Your life with with your your
1: choices,
0: with your choices, with the manifestation of your desires that. You know, I say all the time, your desires are possibilities seeking expression. If you have a desire to even get out of a damn relationship, it's because it's possible for you to not only get out of that relationship, but get into one that is more fulfilling. Exactly. I mean, thank goodness for my divorce, man. I would have never experienced the relationship I'm in right now, but for that transition. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that, you know, I had to stay because I'm Caribbean and you don't do that. And I have people looking at me. Oh my God, what about my kids? And then one day I was like, but them kids are going to leave at one point. And then what's going to happen with me? Oh no. You're honest.
1: Yeah. I was
0: honest with myself. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, like. I'm, I'm still 36. I'm still young, and I and I still can do all these things. But if I stay, I mean, it's going to look good for Facebook. But oh my god! But
1: not good for your soul or your spirit. <laughs> not
0: my soul. And then you know you become so alive when you are sitting in your truth. Yes. So you know I I think that you know I hope our our listeners are getting how important it is for you. To really pull out that journal and keep yes. it real with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And and be in integrity.
1: Yes, be in integrity with yourself and with others. Yes. Integrity is one of my favorite words. Me Absolutely. Too. Because
0: integrity yeah. to me is you and, and forget being forget integrity. You know, I say it all the time, integrity is not about you keeping your word to people. It's keeping your honoring word. your worth to
1: that's yourself honoring you yes. it's
0: honoring you know your the the essence of who you are and what really speaks to you and if, if if that means that you know you the the job that you've been at for the past 30 years you realize that's no longer in alignment it's stepping away from that yes. and getting into what is an alignment with your soul that's what yes. it's about it's like wait a minute. What do I really want? Who am I? And what really fulfills me? Like you said, you went to Miami Dade library and you had to go back to remember what. to love. Like well. And for me, I, I, I woke up when, you know, when I was in my own little darkness and I had to say, and I pulled up a journal. Cause I always, I'm a big journal person. Mm-hmm. And I said, wait a minute. What do I? What sets my soul on fire? What do I actually enjoy? And how? And, and I realized I love to play tennis. I haven't played tennis in forever. Yeah. I to love get the joy. Get I after love after hot joy. yoga. Why is hot yoga not on my calendar? Yes. What am I doing with my time? And I realized that I was trading my time and my life, ultimately, because that's what you do when you trade mm-hmm. your time. You're trading your life for activities. That did
1: nothing to bring me joy. Yeah. That weren't filling you up. Yeah.
0: How the hell did I expect to be happy?
1: Yeah. I was a a huge advocate of happiness list. Yes. Happy list. Yeah. And they could change season to season, but just to have it there at the forefront where you can access it and go there like, oh, if you love watching the sunrise, why aren't you watching the sunrise? Why have you not watched the sunrise for two years if you love the beach? Why haven't you been to the beach in two years? You know, and it seems so simple, but it's so easy to forget the things or to prioritize the things when we're living our day to day lives and get bogged down with all the other noise going on around us. It is important to be so intentional, as you said, having that journal, keeping track of your thoughts, of your feelings, your emotions, and really putting the things that make you feel good and feel happy at the front of your to-do list as opposed to just making it just fly by the wayside and you said it put it on your calendar i am all i'm an advocate put yourself on your calendar i put road time on my calendar i'll have thursday 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. row time. And that is to do something that I enjoy, whether it's reading a book by the pool, you know, just whatever, or just disengaging completely. But having it on my calendar as I would honor a meeting with you or honor a meeting with my clients, I honor that meeting with myself.
0: That's it. And like you just said, and I'm going to, because, you know, we could be doing this all day. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But disassociating yourself when you're doing this work unplugging because everyone has something to say about how you live your life Mm -hmm. but ultimately it is your responsibility to design your life your way because you're the one who gets to live it. Yes. So when you are spending that time with yourself to really build that happy list, to really pour into your own cup, because you ain't got nothing to give if your cup is empty,
1: right? Amen. Okay. From my empty so, tank. No, ma'am.
0: So knowing that, and then you know, ultimately, and tell me if I am, if you know what I'm saying, ultimately. I feel like you get to a place where you fall so deeply in love with who you are and you realize your value that, you know, even the people around you have to change. Cause of course, yes. You know, it's like you are anchored in a different you and then you can evaluate people and people's opinions and all of that differently.
1: You raise the vibration of all the spaces that you enter. Yeah, absolutely. Because people don't come to me with garbage. They'll even say like, oh, you know, Ro, we were going to tell you. And then one of my friends said this and it made me laugh. She said, we're going to say something to you. And then the other friend said, you know, Ro is mother Teresa. So let's not even say that. I'm like, great, because I only want to edify people. I only want to entertain people, things, experiences that edify me. Absolutely. That's it. And so, you know, when she said it to me, I chuckled and I was like, I'll be Mother Teresa if it means being good, filling up spaces with goodness and optimism and good vibes. Because we live in a world now, Carol, where people are so negative and people are like really like conflicted about who they are because they are so busy comparing themselves to people's highlight reels on social media and just Subscribing to what society says, as you said earlier about the deadlines, oh, get married by this age or do this by this age. And it's so important to really just take the time to figure out what it is you want, yeah. not what your mom wants, your dad, your friends. What do you want? What? How do you want to feel in your life? What does that look like? Really create a high grand vision and move towards that yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and, that's and, your work.
0: It doesn't need to be what anybody else deems pretty or no. deems acceptable. What, like that's you don't have that explanation to give. You yeah. Know, I was coaching a client before a call, and she said something about you know I feel like you know I'm two years in and I haven't hit million because I coach you know lawyers, and she yes. has hit the million dollar mark. Yeah. With her law firm, and I said okay. And I said, "Can I ask you a question?" She was like, "Yeah." I said,
1: "Why do you want the million though?" Amen. "Why do you want the goal?" What
0: do "Why?" "Do you have a plan for it? Like is there a reason?" She's like, "Well, you know, I don't know, it's kind of like a, you know, like a a, a benchmark." According
1: to who? <laughs> According to who? I'm happy you said that to her, "Why do you want that thing? Why do you want it's so it important to really qualify that to yourself because you could just keep chasing these random goals. And then you don't even, you get it. And then you're unfulfilled because you never had a why there was no purpose behind it. You were just aimlessly wanting to accomplish this thing because you think you should not because deep in your heart, you wanted it truly and authentically. Yes, girl. And then, and then you reach
0: the end of your life and then you miss the mark. how, how um disheartening you know and the fact that we're now having these conversations um, I'm so happy that you know I, I consider myself woke right yes. um but I'm thinking of how many, who came before us our parents included probably you know where they just didn't have this insight they were just yeah. copying and pasting what they saw their previous generations do and you know when you get to the end of that life and you're looking back you know did 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 the life you build was in an alignment with who you are
1: and did it matter did it, it didn't matter? matter
0: and how important that is and so yeah that's the job at hand that's what this yeah. journey is for
1: that's your and work
0: Don't, don't squander it, you know, running and, and, and living somebody else's life and running in somebody else's lane, Yeah. you know, stay in your lane and get about the business of executing your happy list. And so really happiness is not some elusive thing that's out there that anybody can bring to you. It's really in, it's you, like you said, it's, it's reading the book. It's putting out the, 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 three hours or four hours road time. It's the, it's the traveling where you said you want to go. It's going to the beach when you said you wanted to, I love Be walking. honest with yourself. I, hell yeah. Be honest with yourself and also look at how you're selling out on
1: yourself. Yeah, yeah. And,
0: and, and, and say to you, you know, I've had to apologize to myself.
1: Oh yes. That's self-compassion girl. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> I had to apologize to myself and say, you know what, Kara? You know, I'm sorry I did that. But I also, I also let myself understand that, you know, if I knew better, I would have done better.
1: Exactly. Now that
0: I know better, I'm going to do better. My friend, my love that I love, I'm going to do better. Ah, Bro, this was so good. I love this conversation. If we have um, audience members, you know, listeners who want to find you, where can they find you? Please give us all. I mean, I'm going to put everything in the show notes, but give us all of that.
1: Please. Yeah. So I, um, I, this conversation really just filled my cup up. Um, thank you so much for having me. You can find me at RochelleGapierre.com and I'm on all social media platforms at Rochelle Gapierre. And my book, One Happy Thought at a Time and the journal are available for sale on Amazon.
0: Awesome. So good to have you, girl. We'll do this again for sure. Yes,
1: please. Yes,
0: Yes. 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 Thank you for listening. You were just listening to the Unfiltered with Kara podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button to receive new episode notifications. Also, if you found value in this content, please take a moment to like, comment and share it with those you love. Until next time, much love and light to you and yours.